to green and gold worldwide on the web at syntechsportsfan.com. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, a great second half comeback by the Bears. Falls short in overtime today to the number two Houston Cougars. Bears fall to U of H 82, 76 in overtime in Foster Pavilion. And John, just a valiant effort by Baylor today. Down 16 at halftime. In fact, looking at it now, after the first overtime, Baylor loses by six. That 16-point hole that the Bears dug themselves into at halftime, just more than they could overcome in the second, despite an unbelievably well-played second half by Baylor. The John Morris Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, by Kaleo Wealth Management, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. No, I thought it was a great game for CBS as far as uh, uh, atmosphere was tremendous. I want to thank the crowd for uh, helping us fight back in its second half. And uh, God's given us a great platform in the Big 12. And first half, we were all embarrassed how we played, how we competed. Um, but coming off a BYU game where we were embarrassed on the glass 20-4 to to come back and, and play Baylor basketball, 14-9 second chance points out, rebound Houston 37 29 uh proud about that and being able to get 50 50 balls that we didn't get at byu so as a coach proud of the effort um disappointed with the execution this first 20 minutes now from the alan samuel studios here's the voice of the baylor bears john morris and aaron sexton Mike Cuts, courtesy of the Baylor Sports Media Network. You heard from Coach Scott Drew in there following that uh, tough, tough overtime loss to Houston. And we said in the clip, Houston number two in the nation. And as we guessed, Houston is now the number one team in the nation with the new polls that are out today. Welcome in. Glad you're with us on a Monday. Quick turnaround for Coach Drew and the Bears uh, headed to Fort Worth. They're already there. We, after the show here, are headed to Fort Worth for the Bears and the TCU Horn Frogs on Big Monday. Coming up tonight, we'll be on the air at 7.30, tip off at 8, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Television on ESPN coming up this evening. We welcome you in, uh, talk about all of that, plus check in uh, on, at Baylor Ballpark on the Baseball Bears. Coach James Leverton will join us in a bit. We'll look at the women's game. What a win for the Baylor women in Morgantown on Saturday. They stay on the road. They are in Cincinnati, and they'll play the Bearcats coming up tomorrow night. But, Aaron, uh, what a showcase, uh, you know, for CBS uh, to come into Foster Pavilion for the first time. Uh, couldn't ask for much better of a game. A lot of drama and uh, an overtime game. And Houston, the number two team in the nation at the time, ends up winning over the Bears, 82 to 76. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it was such a brilliant second half by Baylor that just made the first half sting more. Yeah, I mean, they just. It was just a terrible first half. There was very little to say. Okay, they did that well. <laughs> right. And they did everything well in the second half. You had to to close up a, a lead like that. On Houston, which I don't, I think there may be two or three teams in the country that are even capable of scoring and closing a deficit like that against Houston. Baylor, uh, 
maybe UConn yeah. and, and a couple yeah. of others, but the, the rest of the country, it was over at halftime, which is a great sign for Baylor moving forward at least. Yep, that's true, and you're right. I, I don't know if there were any positives out of the first half. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think rough. back. <laughs> yeah, not I, trying to be too negative, but right, it was right. rough. No, it really, really was, and Houston was just punking Baylor in the first half, led by as much as 17, led by 16 at halftime, 41-25. The Cougars just had their chest pump buffed out, deservedly so, when they went into the locker room at halftime. Yeah, and I – and they're good. <laughs> they really yeah. are. They, and you know, you know, I, I told the Hall of Famer during the broadcast. I'm like, this may be me reaching, but man, they look a lot like the Baylor team from two years ago. No, I think that's a good comparison. I think we said it on the air a little bit later too, and and that's a great compliment because we know how good that Baylor oh, team absolutely. was in 2021. But no, I think that's a good observation on your part. Uh, Houston just relentless defensively. And, uh, you know, some may think, well, they just get by offensively. But that first half against Baylor, gosh, they were just clicking. I mean, they were completely uh, – they just had Baylor on their heels, uh, both ends of the floor. And, again, 16-point lead at halftime, 41-25. Yeah, I mean, that, that defense just crushes you. And when they get – Sheed's going to get his points. He, right. He's amazing. He's, he's, in my mind, the National Player of the Year – when L.J. Cryer gets going, which he did against right, Taylor, right. they're pretty close to unbeatable. When he's not going, they still are going to beat almost every team in the country except for a handful. But, man, when, when Cryer is, is really heated up in the de- to go along with that defense and their other scoring, which they yeah. do have, you know. I mean, they're not known for their offense, obviously, because of their great defense. But with the addition of L.J. Cryer to what they already had in that defense, they're really scary. That uh, Juwan Roberts was really good Saturday. He, he's their he's their five player. He's more of a forward, really. Yeah. They really don't have a big post presence. Um, one guy that would be their post, he was out injured. But Juwan Roberts, gosh, he was good. He was 7 of 9. He had 17 points and 8 rebounds, 6 steals for him. So, And he fits that team really well, doesn't he? You like I don't I don't think they need a real big man. It's more like it's a guy his size that can get up and go and run with the rest of the team, and that's what he did on Saturday. Yeah, I mean if if you ever see which they have had, um, they did have a couple of years ago during the Final Four run, but they had and I can't remember his name. They're true freshmen. It's about the only time I can remember them having a uh, a, tr- a true center maybe at the five, and that's right. because he was a lottery pick. Right. Uh, but for their system, it probably works out better, like you said, with a player like that because most, most of the guys that are taller and bigger aren't fast enough, you know, to run their offense and defense. So, yeah, well, that's right. We'll slow them down, right? height-wise, but yeah. they're always just impossible to move out of the post because they're so big and strong, and they're tall enough to where they can still defend your big guys. It's tough. And that Juwan Roberts, what is he, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, maybe? Yeah, and, then, yeah. and, you know, obviously he has a size disadvantage, so he makes up for that with strength and quickness, obviously with the quickness, with the six steals. I mean, that's, that's a game changer when your post yeah. can do that, especially yeah. against, you know, the, the, the Bears post players who are outstanding with Eve Misi and Joshua Johnwuna. So, you know, again, hats off to Houston. They're number one in the country for a reason. They're, they're a great team. Yeah, those two really got neutralized on Saturday. Eve and Josh, 
uh, really neutralized by Houston. Here's Coach Scott Drew following the game Saturday, uh, talking about the second-half comeback by Baylor. Again, down by 16 at halftime. Baylor opened the second half on a 12-0 run. Never led in regulation. They tied it at uh, at the end of regulation, 69 apiece. Got the first points of overtime, and that was Baylor's one and only lead of the day at 71-69. Here is uh, Coach Drew's uh, thoughts about that second-half comeback. Making shots shouldn't dictate how you do defensively, but when you hold them to 33% second half, it gets you in transition, and when you get in transition, you're able to get some easier buckets, and when you get some easier buckets, you're able to get some confidence, and then you get the crowd involved, then you get momentum and it all kind of snowballs and unfortunately we couldn't get any of that first half so um, their their pressure bothered us we turned it over uh, when we had some really good looks we didn't make them we didn't get enough second chance opportunities um, in second half uh, uh, I think we the game slowed down for us a little bit and uh, um, we handled the pressure much better got a lot more confidence and and um, tighten the rotation um, uh, only played six in the second half and uh, those guys really uh, competed turnovers were a factor also um, Baylor ended up with 19 I think they had 11 at halftime went a stretch in the second half during that run especially when they weren't turning the ball over but finished with 19 and that's a factor Houston uh, 21 points off Baylor's turnovers Baylor only seven points off eight Houston turnovers. And Coach Drew mentioned the rebounding, something Baylor worked on really, really hard after the BYU game. Baylor out-rebounded U of H. That's an accomplishment. 37-29 was the advantage on the boards. Yeah, not only to out-rebound them, but by almost, you know, by eight. Right. Pretty significant margin. Right. uh, If you told me that was going to happen, I'd be like, well, we're going to win. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. But the uh, turnovers were the big big difference, especially obviously in the first half. They did a great job of eliminating those at halftime and, and playing a lot cleaner in the second half. So when you look back on it, uh, it was an 0-2 week for the Bears. Lost on the road at BYU, lost at home to Houston. Bears dropped to 15th in the AP Top 25, 14th in the coaches poll. They were 11th in both polls last week, and as uh, we were sort of guessing on the air Saturday, Houston moved up to number one. They are number one in the nation in both polls. They are 24-3 and on the season. They are 11-3 and in Big 12 conference play, maintain that one-half uh, or one-game lead over Iowa State in the league standings. And if you want to look at it from as positive an angle as you can for Baylor, from Baylor's perspective, they are literally – Two single missed free throws, one oh. in two different games, yeah. away from being tied yeah. for first in the Big 12 <laughs> that with is Iowa true. State. That so, is I mean, true. it's been that close. Right. They are that close. And uh, if they keep improving, it's going to be a fun team to watch come March Madness. Yep, absolutely. Now playing again tonight in uh, Fort Worth against uh, TCU coming up this evening. The other excuse me, the other Big 12 schools in the poll or the top 10, Houston number one, Purdue is two, UConn falls to three, Tennessee four, Marquette five, Arizona, future Big 12 member, is six, Kansas is seven, Iowa State is eight, Kansas up two spots, Iowa State down two spots. Remember, they lost to Houston uh, a week ago tonight. North Carolina is nine, Duke is ten, and then the other Big 12 schools, Baylor is 15, and that is it. Tech and BYU 
fell out of the poll this week. Uh, Tech was 23rd a week ago. BYU was 25. So that is it for uh, the Big 12 in the men's college basketball polls this week. So now a tough challenge tonight going into Fort Worth. TCU beat uh, Cincinnati 75-57 on Saturday at home. So they get uh, home games Saturday and the short turnaround to Monday. Uh, The Baylor team uh, was here yesterday and traveled to Fort Worth yesterday. Got a practice in at Schollmeyer Arena. Shoot around today and play again tonight. But they've got a really good system in place for those quick turnarounds. I mean, it shows by Baylor's record in tournaments, in-season tournaments and NCAA tournaments. You know, one coach uh, has, like one coach had the scout on Houston, one had the scout on TCU, so they're ready to go. As soon as that game ends, they plug in some data, and then they're ready to go with the scouting report on uh, on TCU playing them, you know, a uh, little over 48 hours later. Yeah, and that's, that's a great thing that they've got that so down. Another reason why he – schedules those really tough preseason tournaments. One, right. to get you ready for the end-of-season tournament with tournament play. And, you know, it also has the advantage of getting you ready for the quick turnarounds that you're going to face in the Big 12 when you get picked for Big Monday. Yeah, yeah, that is it. So it is tough, and uh, we'll be there tonight. We're on the air at 7.30, tip-off at 8 for the Bears and the Frogs. Of course, TCU won maybe what is so far the game of the year in the Big 12. I, I would have to look back. Um, but 105-102 TCU, January 27th, triple overtime in Foster Pavilion. Aaron, does any other game come to mind as another game that would be up there as maybe the game of the year in the Big 12 so far? I think it actually would be Baylor and Houston Saturday. Just really? With the yeah. comeback and, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the chance to win it before regulation. That's true. It was just a great game. Obviously, it didn't go three <laughs> like true. TCU, but I think – I think you're talking about two elite teams that really battled it out and had to go to overtime. Is slightly above that. Four overtime games by Baylor so far <laughs> this year. Four overtime games. And the TCU, the first meeting with TCU, uh, a triple overtime game. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, look at uh, the Baylor women and their win on the road in Morgantown over West Virginia on Saturday. Dramatic win for the Baylor women. Let you hear uh, Derek Smith's calls of that frantic finish at WVU Coliseum. Baylor won at 66-65. We'll have that when we come back. Hey, glad you're with us on a Monday. John Morris Show from the Allen Samuels Studios. Thanks to Allen Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Baylor, Big 12 women's basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women stay on the road to play Cincinnati on Tuesday. 4.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 5 p.m. tip-off Tuesday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas. At City Ranch Boot Company, customers have the option to buy off the shelves or design a -a one-of-a-kind custom-made boot with your preferred logo. City Ranch Boot Company's inventory includes boots, belts, wallets, and ladies' purses. Owner Jay Kelly was a Baylor football letterman in the 1980s. He's a longtime importer of exotic leather and has plenty of ostrich, elephant, crocodile, python, and hippo leather from which to choose. His wife and four of his five children attended Baylor University. 
City Ranch Boot Company, just around the corner from Hellberg Barbecue on Highway 185 between Crawford and China Spring. Call 254-855-7225 at cityranchboot.com and Facebook. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 4. I'm Joe Kaleo. If you're a small business owner, you know the value of trusted advice. We're here to build a relationship with you and help navigate the financial complexities you may encounter. Your success is our passion. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine Diamond and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. Your Congressman Pete Sessions here, inviting you to join me to send a message to the liberals in Washington. And that message is, the Republican Party is America's best hope. Democrats want to divide America to empower a big federal government to control our lives. They have no respect for the rule of law. They've weaponized the IRS and created a battlefield for woke ideas that pit parents against schools as they take away parental rights. Confusion of men competing against women, men being in women's locker rooms. This has to stop. Meanwhile, Democrats out of control spending is killing the American dream. I need your help to take the fight to the liberals doorstep. The Republican primary is now open through March the 5th. Let's work together. I'm Pete Sessions and I approve this message. seconds left, 65-64, West Virginia. Hemingway to play it in for the Mountaineers. Plays it in the backcourt to Quinterly, who loses it out of bounds. Oh, my goodness. Layup, Walker, off the rim and no, but a foul. Oh, my goodness. She didn't lose it out of bounds. Quinterly lost it in the corner. Walker stole it, drove to the basket, and was fouled with 1.9 seconds left. You're listening to The John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Free throw up. It is good. Baylor by one. 4.3 seconds left. West Virginia out of timeouts. They play it into Harrison with three, with two. She drives the lamp. is up. It's no good. Baylor wins. Baylor wins. 66 to 65. 
A stunning comeback in the final moment. After it looked like West Virginia had stolen the game, Harrison misses the driving layup, and the Bears are celebrating beneath the basket. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. I like cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Media Network. Derek Smith, Lori Fogelman with the calls from Saturday in Morgantown. What a finish to that game. Uh, again, to recap, uh, West Virginia with the lead by one. They're inbounding the ball. They lose it. It looks like it goes out of bounds, right? You could hear Derek's call, and Aaron, you said you were watching it, and it said it looked like it went out of bounds, but saved inbounds by Jada Walker. She goes for a layup, and she is hammered. She is fouled really hard. She has to leave the game because she's hit so hard. So uh, Baylor's got two free throws coming, and Coach Collin puts Jana Van Geitenbeek at the free throw line. And cool as a cucumber, she hits both free throws, and that's the difference in the game. 66-65, Baylor wins over West Virginia. Just a, an incredible play from Jada Walker. It was. Such clutch free throws, you know, from Jana Van Geitenbeek. Just looked like it was just two free throws at the start of the game. I know, it really Net barely did. moved on either one of them. Yep. I was just like, oh, she's just, it's just so clutch. And, that, and give credit to the officials. Because there have been times that you and I have both seen at the end of games where there has been a brutal foul that didn't get called. That's right. Especially on the road. You know, it's that home crowd can affect the officials sometimes, and they didn't let it. It was an obvious foul, but obvious fouls don't often get – sometimes don't get called right there, and they did. So give credit. We we definitely – Bring up when they get it wrong. So, you know, every once in a while we can point out when they get it absolutely right, and they did. That's exactly right. So, Baylor wins at 66-65 over West Virginia, another top 25 win. Baylor women have six top 25 wins on the season, uh, which uh, that's how they've got to 21-6 and six overall, 10-6 and six in Big 12 play. They've won three games in a row now. Here is uh, Nikki Collin following that dramatic finish in the win Saturday over West Virginia. Well, that was quite an ending. Um, just super proud of the resilience of my team to start out. 12 turnovers in the first quarter. Um, you know, we knew um, West Virginia bothered us the last three minutes at home when we built a double-digit lead. Um, that's why I called a timeout with three minutes to go to kind of reset our minds. And I thought it almost slowed us down too much or sped us up some combination of the two. But I thought um, Quinterly and Harrison were just so good playing downhill down the stretch. Obviously a huge three by Quinterly, but it was, it was the momentum that they got by those two just probing and probing and probing until they could get all the way to the rim. Um, you know, which was smart because we just didn't have any rim protection until the last possession. So I thought it was uh, an unbelievable basketball game. I told my team, like, we can either be frustrated with having an eight-point lead and seeing it dissolve um, into a one-point deficit, or we can be 
proud of ourselves for being on the road in a hostile environment and having an eight-point lead to play with. You know, like, yes, those last three minutes uh, matter, and we've got to be better in those situations, but we also put ourselves in position with a really, really good third quarter um, into the fourth in terms of maintaining, building, um, getting really comfortable in our offense, um, being really solid on defense. Um, but, you know, sometimes it takes one play. I thought we had a really good offensive read there in, in some ways when we were down one. I got Sarah on a ball screen playing downhill against their five um, and more who hasn't played a lot of minutes recently and uh, thought she could get by her um, but chose to throw that skip pass and when it went out of bounds um, you know we could have hung our heads but I thought Jada made an unbelievable play. I actually feel a little bit bad. Um, in some ways, except for the fact that that it's not I'm not saying we didn't deserve to win, but Quinterly had such an unbelievable game for her to foul out on that last play. Um, you know, she just she was so good tonight. So um, but proud of Jana, um, Jada for making the defensive play and Jana for making the free throws. There it is, 66-65, Baylor over West Virginia from Saturday. On the women's side, again, uh, Jada Walker, a really hustling heads-up play to uh, go after a loose ball in the backcourt, not just watch it go out of bounds, but save it inbounds, drive, and get fouled. Uh, fouled hard, had to go to the bench, and then Coach mentioned Jana. That's Jana Van Geitenbeek. She came in and hit the two free throws that were the game-winning points, 66-65 over West Virginia. Yeah, and she's been, like, the, the longer the season is go gone, the more her playing time increases. That's right. It's really, really helped the team. Yeah, I like her boost. a lot. Yeah, very a veteran player, very heady, very smart, never gets rattled as evidenced by those free throws. Uh, Coach Collin mentioned Quinterly. That's J.J. Quinterly for West Virginia, all-conference player. She had 33 on Saturday, 14 of 23 from the floor. Um, so she had an outstanding game, and uh, Baylor was able to overcome that to get the win and the sweep of West Virginia. And the Baylor women will play at uh, Cincinnati coming up tomorrow evening. All right, there's basketball. Oh, the polls. Uh, Baylor moved up three spots. Baylor's number 21 in the nation on the women's side. Um, South Carolina remains a unanimous number one. Ohio State is two. Texas moves up two spots to number three. So the Texas women, 26-3 and three on the year. How about that? They've overcome a lot, and they are, Aaron, number three in the nation. Yeah, it's, it, that, when I was looking at that, and, you know, it points out those big moves or people that have moved up a lot right. in the last couple of weeks, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. They're up to number three. They, and then you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, they've won a lot of games. You know, <laughs> like they've been really rolling the second half of the season. Well-deserved. Yeah. So Texas, number three, highest-ranked Big 12 school. Others in the poll from the Big 12. Uh, from there, you go down all the way to 20th with Oklahoma. Sooners up three spots to 20. Baylor up three to 21. And West Virginia tied for 24th, down two spots from last week. So that's the women's top 25 poll this week. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll check in at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor pitching coach James Leverton will join us. Bears rough weekend against a really good team in Indiana. See what Lev uh, feels about his pitchers coming out of the weekend. We are brought to you in part by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank Central Texas, independently owned, and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007.
We're brought to you by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. They are closed today as normal, closed on Mondays. Back at it tomorrow, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Actually, the continental uh, breakfast is what they do, but lunch and dinner. And if you want more information, uh, make a reservation, want to talk to someone about membership, give them a call at 254-710-8080. That is the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. And we're brought to you by D'Amore Fine Jewelers. D'Amore at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. Baylor Bear Basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. It's Big Monday for Baylor and TCU from Fort Worth. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Monday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. Listen to the John Moore Show online at syntechsportsfan.com. The Brazos Landing is where Central Texans go to enjoy upscale dining and delicious entrees, outstanding chef-inspired homemade desserts, and breathtaking views of the Brazos River. Their steak selections include akaushi ribeyes and fillets, Central Texas' largest chicken fried steak, and braised beef short ribs. Fish offerings include Chilean sea bass, pan-seared salmon, ahi tuna, Texas snapper, and shrimp and grits. The Crescent City Chicken is a fan favorite, as is the Margarita Chicken. Selections from the Bayou include Etouffee, Jambalaya, and Mardi Gras Pasta. The Brazos Landing features the best outdoor climate-controlled dining deck in Central Texas. They're located near Baylor University in downtown Waco. And remember to park and walk to the new Foster Pavilion. For more information, visit thebrazoslanding.com. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. 
At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands, Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right. It's time for our weekly check on Baylor baseball. Here's Baylor pitching coach James Leverton with the voice of the Bears. Back with us, John Morris Show on a Monday. I'd like to uh, check in at Baylor Ballpark here on a regular basis as the season's underway. Week two complete, and the Bears uh, facing a really good uh, veteran Indiana team at Baylor Ballpark. Dropped all three over the weekend. Let's visit with James Leverton, Baylor assistant coach, the pitching coach. And, uh, Lev, uh, we appreciate you being on with us. That tough schedule for you guys, <laughs> man, that is really tough. I think toughest in the nation uh, this opening month of the season. Yeah, um, you know, we've, we've, we've strapped it on against good competition and, and, you know, with a lot of our young guys, showing them what this level's about. And, you know, it's good to go through this. It, it shows where we need to get better and, and the adjustments we need to make with our process to be able to um, be in the game late and, and get W. How did you feel about your guys, the pitchers, and especially those young arms uh, going against a really good Indiana team this weekend? You know, I felt it was just promising. You know, um, we had a kid out there for his first outing of the year, Jackson, and he handled it well. Ruay's been good. Um, Olvida. Um, green, you know, just guys that need to get a taste of it, but they've, they've you know, they've answered the bell and, and, you know, I couldn't be more proud of those guys. We just, we need to, like I said, we all need to do our job and do it well to, to be able to, to compete with these guys. Yeah, Max tells me a true or redshirt freshman have accounted for 44% of your innings uh, on the mound this season. I mean, that's, that's, close to half by true or red shirt freshman so you're throwing those young guys out there yeah you know i mean that, that's what we're made up of that's that's our roster and um you know and some guys have the ability and they've gone through the fall and, and, and spring and you know they are fresh and freshmen but now they know the speed of it and, and what it's like and, and the side of it is going to be something that you know, hopefully it comes in time with the process and the work you put in. And, and uh, I mean, they have the ability to do it. It's, it's just about being able to do it consistently. And, you know, for some guys, you know, it's it's like throwing them into the deep end. And then in some respects, hey, here's, you know, here's a good team and a good hitting team. We're going to throw you out there. Uh, I'm sure the hope is you, you learn from that and you get better from it. And you hope it's not uh, demoralizing in any way to those young guys. Yeah, I mean, I have one instance that stands out. College outings with a bases loaded at close block. You can get solid, really good Tennessee. And bases loaded, no outs, you can be put in a tough yeah. situation. Yeah. And we escaped it with no runs. And, 
Um, we've had we've had some guys come in with inherited runners um, and and put the flame out. Um, you know, some older guys, Petrowski, Leach has done it. Um, Patrick Hell's done it. Colvita, Calder. You know, if you go on and on, some guys have done. It. Um, you know, it's tough situations to be put in and hopefully when you get that under your belt you you can breathe a little bit first chance we've had to talk to you uh really as the since the season has begun but mason marriott man that opening outing was terrific for him and he followed that up uh, with another good one against indiana on friday yeah um the, the first opening day was a really good start from him and it was you know it was really promising to see him locate you know multiple pitches and, and go deep into a game um, and, uh, you know the fastball was there, uh, location, the, the breaking balls for strikes, and a great tone to set for a season. You know, from a Friday guy, it's Friday night stuff. Um, Indiana, the ball was just kind of, you know, it was kind of dead zone and up, up and up to where, you know, it's not going to beat anybody's barrel. And and he then gave up a couple hits through the infield, and you know, we went to the bullpen because we have some pieces and and. You know, just one of those days for him. But his process has been good. His work's been good. And, you know, he's been really getting after it. It's, uh, you know, um, Greg Maddox said, you know, as a pitcher, you got to have short-term memory and bulletproof confidence. <laughs> That's pretty good. James Leverton with us, Baylor baseball pitching coach. And uh, you, uh, when you uh, when you survey your options, you got a lot more options, uh, it looks like, this year than you did a year ago. Yes. Uh, you know, we have – we have more left-handed pitching. Um, you know, six guys on the roster this year, and some, some good young guys with some good arms that possess different uh, pitches. You know, as far as secondary pitches for for whatever situation you need to be in. You know, um, have a, a guy about to come back off of you know um, a rehab. Stasio is going to be throwing a PCH uh, either tomorrow, or Wednesday. So that that lengthen it out a little bit, get some agent. Um, you know, it's 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 nice to be able to match up. It's always nice to be able to match up when you know you have options. Or if a guy doesn't have it that day, you know it's okay. It happens. It's on to the next guy. Right. How about the week ahead? Abilene Christian midweek. Then uh, another good team. Oral Roberts comes into Baylor Ballpark this weekend. Yeah, you know, it'll be another test <laughs> on the weekend, and you know, I think. I think it's just going to boil down to us playing cleaner defense and, and throwing more strikes and keeping the ball in the yard. You know, we got to do a better job of eliminating the extra base hits and lead off out. You know, just just some small things, and it, it really boils down to execution of that that pitch in that moment, that given pitch. So. And then uh, the next weekend, so two weeks away, is the start of conference play. Man, that comes around in a hurry, doesn't it, when you hit hit league play that quickly? Yeah. Um, you know, probably different teams to the league, obviously. You know, it's, uh, it's, I think it's fun. You know, it's fun because, um, you know, when you get in league play, not that every game matters, obviously, but these are, these are precious, and, and that's why you got to – as I mentioned earlier, you know, find your process and make adjustments. You know, you get three weeks to do it and, and search it out. And, you know, we're going to go down to Houston and, and play a, an in-state team, and, and we need to show up and play well. And it'll be a good experience for our guys the first series being on the road. So excited about it. Yeah, that's true. 
All right, man, I appreciate your time. Thanks very much for being on with us today. Good luck this week. Thanks, Jimbo. All right, appreciate it. James Leverton, Baylor pitching coach. And, uh, again, Baylor playing the toughest schedule in the nation uh, here in the first month of the season. And Coach Thompson, you know, he, he somebody joking, jokingly says to him, who'd made this schedule? And he said, yeah, I did that. So he knows what he's doing. Uh, Aaron, he's been around enough to know that these tough games will prepare you for what's ahead in the Big 12 and taking their lumps here early but against really good teams. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the team is better having gone through this. Yeah, and that's I know that's what he's – Looking forward to. There's no way he wouldn't have scheduled the season the way he did. He didn't think that they could bounce back from a possible rough start. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So uh, Baylor one and six to start the season. The one win was that midweek game against Lamar last week. Uh, then they dropped three straight to Indiana over the weekend. Abilene Christian on Wednesday. It's a 4 o'clock game at Baylor Ballpark on Wednesday. Then ORU comes in this weekend, Friday night, 6.30, Saturday at 2, Sunday at 1 for the Bears and ORU. Uh, and then the next week following that, uh, midweek against Dallas Baptist, and then it's Big 12 play on the road at Houston to open the conference schedule. All right, thanks to Coach Leverton. We appreciate him. Let's take a break. Be back with more in just a moment. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Kaleo Wealth Management. The team at Kaleo Wealth Management helps people chart a path toward their financial goals. Also helps them pursue their dreams. 200 West Highway 6 in Waco. Give them a call. Tell Joe we sent you by 254-751-5050 for Kaleo Wealth Management. Baylor Bear Baseball, all season long with Derek Smith and Tom Barfield on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Baseball home again at Baylor Ballpark Wednesday hosting Abilene Christian. 345 for the warm-up show. It's a 4 p.m. first pitch for Baylor Baseball Wednesday. Follow the Bears all season long here on the home of Baylor Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Your Congressman Pete Sessions here. As a conservative Republican, I am concerned about our country. And I'm asking you to join me and your fellow Republicans by voting in the Republican primary now through March the 5th. Democrats are overrunning Texas and America with open borders. And Democrats' out-of-control spending is killing the American dream. Together, let's send a message to the liberals in Washington. I'm Pete Sessions, and I approve this message. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. It's back, folks. 1.9% for 72 months on every 2024 Silverado Light Duty. With the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory, couple that with the number one rated service department in the state, the choice is clear. The Jim Turner Chevrolet is the place to go for all your automotive needs. So take that short drive to McGregor and give us an opportunity to earn your business with honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Family, buy new roads. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. 
Morrison's Gifts and would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Deli. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. At City Ranch Boot Company, customers have the option to buy off the shelves or design a one-of-a-kind custom-made boot with your preferred logo. City Ranch Boot Company's inventory includes boots, belts, wallets, and ladies' purses. Owner Jay Kelly was a Baylor football letterman in the 1980s. He's a longtime importer of exotic leather and has plenty of ostrich, elephant, crocodile, python, and hippo leather from which to choose. His wife and four of his five children attended Baylor University. City Ranch Boot Company, just around the corner from Hellberg Barbecue on Highway 185 between Crawford and China Spring. Call 254-855-7225 at cityranchboot.com and Facebook. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 4. family friend uh, George Strait and uh, we are headed to Fort Worth as soon as we sign off here pack up head up the road to Fort Worth uh, Pat and Bob and I and Jerry Hill is with us going to head up to Fort Worth and Baylor and TCU comes up tonight looking forward to that big Monday ESPN television tonight we're on the air at 7:30. tip off at 8 ESPN TV at 8 o'clock tonight for Baylor and TCU. Second game of uh, two in the regular season. And you remember uh, TCU beat Baylor in triple overtime, 105-102, January 27th in Waco. So uh, looking forward to that, making the trip up there. Aaron, uh, maybe part of the ride. We can tune in to you guys. Uh, what do you and Matt Mosley and uh, Cam have planned between 3 and 6? We will talk with Baylor women's basketball head coach Nikki Collin in the 5 o'clock hour coming off that awesome but nerve-wracking last-second <laughs> win over West Virginia on the road on Saturday. We will also talk Baylor men's basketball. And their uh, overtime loss to now number one Houston. We will uh, have the latest breaking college athletic news, Campus Confidential, and 
Any headlines that develop after this show? All right, very good. So all that coming up between 3 and 6, just keep it right here. Aaron, uh, quick thought before we wrap things up. Uh, there's been a lot of conversation about the uh, court storming when Wake Forest beat Duke on Saturday. And Kyle Filipowski, the big man for Duke, uh, said he got hurt in the court storming. Uh, did you see that? What did you think about it? Yeah, it was unfortunate. And, you know, I mean, look, I – I've never stormed a court. I've never had the urge to. Like, even on huge victories that I've been there to witness, I wouldn't, I'm just not a guy that would do that. It doesn't interest me. So, if it goes away, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, my thought is safety for the visiting team and the visiting coaches, that's got to be the main thing. 100%. You, you got to have a way, you know, whether you rope off – something you know rope off uh their bench area to get them to their locker room safely that that has to be the main thing but court storming for students you know to be a part of that i can remember some big ones you know that we've had here mm-hmm. court stormings and and field stormings after I some big A&M and wins. taking the goal post to the <laughs> president's right. house and carrying it to campus all the way yep. from floyd casey that is exactly right that's memorable it you know was it is memorable but there's got to be a way to be able to do that and have the visiting uh, team and coaches get off the floor safely. So that would be that would be the only concern there. Uh, and, and here's the other thing. My other thought on that is Wake Forest was favored by two and a half points That's... to win that game, <laughs> right? So well, it, it's big when you beat Duke, and they don't do it very often. But you were favored to win that game. To me, what you're saying when you storm the court is this is a huge upset. This is a huge upset win, but it wasn't an upset. And that's another reason why I don't really care if there's no more court storming because there's no reason to do it at Baylor anymore. You've got three national championships on the women's side and a national championship on the men's side. There's, there should not be any more court storming, you know. It's not upsets anymore. Yeah. It's just teams as good or slightly better than you that, that you beat. I agree. Now. That's my thought exactly. You know, not to, you know, tamp down the, the enthusiasm of the students. And, and court stormings are most often led by, the, well, mm-hmm. probably always led by the students. But, uh, you know, after, after you've won a national championship, I, I don't know if you should ever storm the court again. I'm with you 100% on that. Yeah. I don't think that, that Baylor fans should. Right. Uh, now, you know, there may be a scenario quite a few years down the road where that changes, but. Right. As long as Coach Drew is here, I, I, well, actually, it doesn't really matter. I don't. Either way, there's no reason. There's too much success on those courts to storm them in, if that makes sense. No, I agree. I, I do agree with you on that. And, and it's almost like, did you come to the game today expecting Baylor to win or expecting Baylor to lose? You know, talking about Baylor students in Foster Pavilion. Sure. And if you come and, and really don't expect Baylor to win over Houston, over anybody, you know, then maybe you storm the court. But hopefully you come expecting Baylor to win, you know, over U of H. And then, you know, celebrate, but it is not deserving of storming the court. Yeah, and I think if Baylor wins, I don't think anybody goes on the court Saturday. On Saturday, right, over Kansas, right. right no, no, I mean exactly. Baylor and Houston. Oh, Baylor and Houston, right. I I would hope that would be the case, yes. 
Now, the other side of that might be if it's a last-second shot or something like right. that, and you're just all caught up in the, you know, the excitement of the last-second shot. You know, not a court storming, but, you know, just the celebration maybe spills onto the court a little bit. Maybe something like that. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Like especially, you know, one of these overtime or triple overtime games that the Bears <laughs> right. have found themselves in quite frequently. Right. frequently. Yeah. So um, I, I hope Kyle Filipowski's okay. I hope he wasn't uh, seriously injured in that. But the Wake Forest fans, they celebrated that win over Duke, which you can, you can certainly understand. All right, let's uh, share some birthdays with you. We like to do that in the final segment as uh, – uh, as we move out of here, I mentioned this on Friday, but uh, Bears repeating uh, yesterday, 25th of February, Pat Nunley's birthday, Lori Fogelman's birthday yesterday. So happy birthday to both of them yesterday. Uh, we celebrated uh, Pat at the game on Saturday. Eh, we'll do it again tonight. We'll just keep the celebration going. Lori, uh, they uh, sung to her, the team sung to her at breakfast uh, yesterday oh, wow. morning. <laughs> they were in Morgantown and then flew to Cincinnati, but the team sung to her. So happy birthday to uh, to Pat and Lori. Same day, February 25th. Today, Keith Fletcher's birthday. Keith, uh, long time, worked for uh, Fox Sports Southwest. Now uh, uh, does a lot of uh, uh, work on the side and just does a great job. So happy birthday to Keith Fletcher. Mark Followell's birthday is today. Mark, the TV voice of the Dallas Mavericks. Dan Quartz, one of the studio guys, does a great job at Learfield. Happy birthday to Dan. Benny Goodwin's birthday is today. Um, scanning on down. Ed Mooney's birthday is today. Ed, uh, big Texas Tech guy, but uh, worked at Baylor uh, for a stint way back in uh, uh, student athlete services. Um, Maxine Hansen's birthday. Happy birthday to Maxine. Chris Hansen's uh, better half. Happy birthday to Maxine. Um, looking, looking, scrolling, scrolling. Channa Bean's birthday is today. Brett Bean's better half. Half. Happy birthday to uh, Channa. Maggie Beth Byers, former Baylor women's golfer. Jason Corzo uh, was with Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Uh, as such, was uh, with us on a lot of trips with basketball. Happy birthday to Jason. And that is it. That's all I've got. Aaron, how about you? Short list today, but still a good one. We'll start with former Maverick standout Rolando Blackman. He is 65 today. Hall of Fame running back Marshall Falk turns 51. He was the 2000 league MVP back when running backs could still win that award. He was also a three-time first-team All-NFL and a three-time NFL Offensive Player of the Year. Just an incredible running back and really changed the position. You had had, you know, three-down backs like Roger Craig who, was really, who were really good, but you didn't really have a three-down game-breaking back yeah. like, like him before he entered the NFL. So happy birthday to Marshall Falk at age 51. And last but not least, school? Camp Stewart's favorite musical artist, happy birthday to the great Michael Bolton. He turns <laughs> 71 today. I can feel it. Cam is a big, big favorite. Michael fan of Michael Bolton. Why don't you play a little Michael Bolton uh, bump music for I, them I may this do that. Afternoon. It is his birthday. We've got to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Please do that. That'll be great. All right, Aaron, anything else? Thank you very much. Thanks, by the way. Uh, 
Um, uh, Baylor Acrobatics won by seven. Is that a lot? Uh, that is a lot. Yeah. Over yeah. the number two team. Yeah, over the number two <laughs> team. That's right. Thanks for mentioning that. We did that one on TV yesterday. Really fun. Baylor trailed after four events. There's six events. They trailed after four. And uh, uh, or actually had, had a uh, one-tenth of a point lead after four. They trailed at halftime against Oregon and then won it by seven. So big, big win, another big one in a series of big wins for uh, Felicia Mulkey and Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling. I appreciate it, Aaron. Thanks very much. I'll see you tomorrow. Sounds good, Jamal. All right, thanks very much. Uh, we are headed to Fort Worth. We'll talk to you tonight. Bears and Frogs on the air at 7.30. Tip-off at 8 right here on ESPN Central Texas. Thanks to Baylor pitching coach James Leverton, who is on with us. Now stay tuned. Matt Mosley's show is coming up next on ESPN Central Texas. This is a highly listened-to program.